Hello, this is Alex from Who Shot First, and I'm here to welcome you to part two of our discussions on Attack of the Clones. Enjoy. This war represents a failure to listen. Release your anger. Only your hatred can destroy me. Something terrible has happened. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Anger, fear, aggression, the dark side of the force of being. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. No, no, you're still holding on! Let go! Biggest problem in this universe is nobody helps each other. That's how we're gonna win. Not fighting what we hate. Saving what we love. We're introduced to Django Fett uh, after our little roll in the hills. <laughs> like, the best scene in the movie. <laughs> I, I see your your blank stay there. I like. I just think it's so beautiful. I think it is so romantic. I love that dress. It like would be a great afternoon date. Ten out of ten would recommend. It's great. Yes, I would agree. But what they say and do is not good to me. They they debate politics, like that. A good healthy intellectual discussion amongst peers. But it's not good and healthy. Just because he sides with the dictatorship? Because he's literally everything she's against. Good girls fall for the bad boys. <laughs> Chalk it up to that. <laughs> nope. Like like daughter, like mother. So we have to establish that the mother fell for the bad boy. Just he's like not Leia. a bad boy. He's lit like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a bad boy because he... He's, he's not a bad boy, okay? I, I need that to be established. He is not a bad boy. He's a mass murderer. Okay? Like, no. Like, no. We cannot play this game like, oh, it's a bad boy thing. It is not. And it is, and like, again, this is also, I also have a problem with, like, the Padme character here of, like, they are just destroying her from what she was. Like, and to me, this is a big portion of, like, they are destroying what she was in episode one, where, like, she is a strong, independent woman and like has like all these plans and everything. And then if she's having these conversations and literally the guy she's with is like dictatorship. Yes, that's what we need. And then they never talk about it again. And I understand it's a movie, but I'm just like, literally this is everything you are against. And and, and then he's, and then she just brushes it off of like, you're making fun of me. And I'm like, what? I don't think the system works. How would you have it work? We need a system where the politicians sit down and discuss the problem. Agree what's in the best interest of all the people, and then do it. That's exactly what we do. The, the trouble is that people don't always agree. Well, then they should be made to. By whom? Who's going to make them? I don't know. Someone. You? Of course not me. But someone. Someone wise. Sounds an awful lot like a dictatorship to me. Well, if it works. You're making fun of me. Mm, no, no, I'd be much too frightened to tease a senator. <laughs> Opposites attract. Great, so does that mean there I need is. to go murder someone? Is oh that God, is that no. gonna is that gonna make you more no. attracted to me? No. Opposites? No. And also, like you took it I 
you took it very the bad boy in a very different direction than I was. I wasn't even thinking the mass murder thing. I like, know like, that. I'm trying to turn of like he's not a bad boy. He's not. We can look, like, he's not a bad boy. Uh, we need to stop normalizing this. Okay, but this scene is prior to him mass murdering people. So he's still a good bad boy, not a bad bad boy. A bad bad boy. <laughs> Sounds you're a bad, bad boy. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. going to get twisted in other ways. Uh, anyway, right. let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, creep moment number five, number seven. He fakes okay. being hurt. That's not creepy. That is so um, creepy. I can't, I can't agree with that one. I don't necessarily agree that that's creepy. I mean, that's just like, that's just something to get a girl's attention. Yeah, he's flirting. You know? That's flirting, right, that's Alex. That's to me, to me, that's like, I, I wouldn't get creeped out. Like, to me, if to I me was, it's the whole thing of like he gets hurt, then he starts rolling in the hay. Like, I'm literally like that's again, other than the hand touching in Last Jedi, like that's sex right there. Like, what? What do you mean? Oh, oh, what? Oh, 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 okay. I, th- okay, sorry. Like, the that's as close the- as you're gonna get, and that's them like having sex. Like, I in Star Wars. <laughs> Because, uh, like, literally, I mean, no, to me, like, and it's just like, oh, he fakes getting hurt. Like, he gets her attention. Yeah. And it would be one thing. But again, to me, it's just, it's just not earned. And again, that's just, that's just my personal, like, it's just not earned. That's why it was creep moment for me. Uh, okay. I mean, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. But I do have written in my notes here that Sarah really liked the meadow scene. She just yeah. explained it, but I had my notes. Yes. Well, I Sarah didn't think I would it. be here today. So I'm glad I'm here to defend the meadow scene and how it is not yeah. creepy. It is flirtatious. For the most yeah, oh, 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 oh. Flirtation can be creepy. I want to said that. Like that's <laughs> this movie is flirtation being creepy. All right. Comment acknowledged. This is not the creepy kind of flirtatious. This is the cute kind of flirtatious. Okay. I will accept your analysis of that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, good. <laughs> so if, uh, that's, that's I don't have anything else on that scene. Okay. All right. Great. Okay. So then we get to the Obi-Wan contacting counsel or Master Yoda. And, uh, well, he meets, meets Boba Fett or uh, Boba Fett and Jango. No, Fett. you're right. And you're right. I, I just like course. tomorrow. Morrison is great here. I like that. I like him a lot. But that's Oh, totally. I, I, I love everything about his, him and his, his, now I think you could call his voice iconic at this point. Um, yeah, we just yeah. recognized him in Moana today. Oh, really? You didn't know he was in Moana? Nope, we didn't know he was the chief. Yeah, or at least I didn't. Did you ever? Yeah. S- yeah. Well, I'd only seen it once when it first came out, so that was right. you know a few years ago, and so I didn't remember. Did you ever see uh, Green Lantern? That terrible Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds. Did you ever see that one? He's like the guy at the very beginning who like loses the ring mm-hmm. or gives it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I love him as, as Django Fett and, and, and later as Boba Fett, but I didn't really, I'm not a big fan of, of young Boba. To me, it's more of just of necessarily picking like a strong actor choice, but more on that later, I guess. I just think it's uh, just, it's, he's unnecessary. Like he's literally there just so you know where he came from. 
I, I liked that part. I liked, you know, if you're going to, I mean, uh, maybe he doesn't, I don't know. I, I enjoyed kind of knowing a little bit more about Boba Fett. And I get the appeal of, of people wanting to shroud him more in mystery. Like that was some of the appealing part was that we didn't know much about Boba Fett. And that was kind of the coolness factor. But I, I liked learning a bit, any, at least his initial origin. But yeah. And then they, then he contacts the council. Council. Any thoughts on that? Nope. Okay. So is this, are we talking about the fight scene now or just him contacting? Just contacting. Okay. I was just going to, yeah. If you have any thoughts on that quick. Okay. No, no comments on that. Oh, do we get, I believe we get another Padme and, and yes. Alex is about to go on a rant. Okay, because I, I I knew I had a feeling that you were going to go on a rant either for the, but the, this is the dinner scene now, not the. I don't we haven't reached. The it. I mean, oh. this GI pa- the pair is terrible. Like you can literally yeah, see okay. the pair disappear <laughs> before it, she takes a bite out of it. But whatever. <laughs> okay, but I'll just I'll turn it over to you to then uh, to begin your your rant. I don't need to rant. It's just awful. It's creep, <laughs> creep number eight, and this is the worst. He is. Yes. Like, if you guys like don't have a feeling on it, like we can just say he was incredibly creepy here and move on. He was incredibly creepy, but again, this is where, like, when I'm reading deep into it, like you get the emotions that both Natalie and Hayden behind have behind everything, and like I feel the struggle, and like they want to be together, they feel these things. And like, I feel, you know, in those moments and in those times that like Padme feels more than she is letting on. And yeah, I, I, watching it now, yes, it is creepy and uncomfortable. And I would hate to be in a situation like that, but teenage Sarah watching it, I'm like, oh, the unrequited love. And they just want to be together. And it's, it's, it's torturous and beautiful all at the same time. (laughs) I mean, like, that's good that that's how that connected with you. Because I will say I got no, personally, I got no feelings out of Natalie Portman. To me, it's, to me, it's, she's just visibly uncomfortable the entire scene. Mm-hmm. That was, that was my, my take on it. But again, I'm, I'm a guy. So like, I don't know how the, how a woman might feel in that situation. Mm-hmm. But I will also say that uh, I can never watch that scene the same way again after watching the robot chicken version of that scene because it's hilarious and it, it yeah. yeah if you haven't seen the robot chicken version of that that scene i i recommend looking the, it up it's it's you know fireside room yep. yeah the fireside room i you know i'd say it's probably pg-13 so you know use your discretion on that one but i can link it into the show notes yeah but yeah it I, I can't watch that scene the same way but i think it adds to it in my in my head it adds to it <laughs> Uh, yeah, for me, it was always, that was always a scene I could, I, I would just skip through after, uh, on the DVD when I would watch the film, because uh, the first time I saw it, I you know, watched it all the way through, but I was just, even as a little kid, I was just kind of cringing. I was like, this is, you know, and I didn't fully understand it, the, all of the, the elements and, and stuff that were happening at the time, because again, this was supposed to be a kid's movie, but I was just, watching it again later i was uncomfortable <laughs> for the whole time and, and 
you're right. She definitely seems uncomfortable, Natalie Portman, through the whole scene. And mm -hmm. all right, I, I want to say uh, um, I wouldn't say Natalie Portman. I'd say the character Padme is uncomfortable because, like, I don't want to. I don't. I think she was doing what she was supposed to do. Right. Yeah. We and I and I don't yeah. want to be like she was uncomfortable filming that scene. I don't want to imply that. But like that, the character of Padme looks incredibly uncomfortable the entire time. And to me, it's not about she's fighting feelings. It's she's being put in a situation she doesn't want to be in. Right. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. So after that, we, so now we now have the right now we have the confrontation. Well, just before that, again, we have like Yoda and Mace. This is where Yoda and Mace talk about like lying or like talk about um, like, should they tell the Senate? And I'm like, dark side, dark side. They're using the dark side. Lying is dark side. <laughs> As I mentioned in the last episode of how Qui-Gon was questionably going, using cheating and stuff like that. But right, so now, now, but yeah. I, I mean, I just the, the confrontation. I thought it was cool. Like it's cool. Yep, I thought same thing. Uh, really awesome sequence. Uh, I liked seeing Slave One in action. Uh, at least this first this first scene. Um, the only thought, watching it back, the only thought I had was you know the fact that Obi Wan's arms don't get ripped off when he falls down with the wires around him and comes to a force dude he's using the force okay but but the way the way it's shot it looks like he his arms should have ripped out of his socket because <laughs> he just stops mm -hmm. but that anyway. one to me is a nitpick that's force stuff okay fine all right <laughs> let let the record show that this is my first dislike in attack of the clones this wow. this scene i find really boring it is really too long and i don't like it i think jango's too flashy too flashy yeah i i will say like i have only recently you know since the mandalorian has come out have i really been into the mandalorian culture and those pieces i didn't understand the big deal with boba and only with the Mandalorian have I started to understand the big deal with Boba and I think Django is hyped too much I don't think he's all that in a bag of chips I think he's half a bag of chips so come at me bros I mean I would agree I don't think he's that great like I don't but again to me it was just I'm looking at it again as a, like a kid view or just like as a guy view of like yeah it's a, it's a fight scene I mean it's better than what's what else there is I may like it more were it not raining. For me personally, it, like it's hard for me to tell what's even going on because it's raining. Mm. So not not everything in Attack of the Clones is sunshine and rainbows. Finally, <laughs> but I I do find it in interesting that the, that the scenes we we enjoy and think that are fine are the, are the ones that you that you dislike. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm really yeah. interested in that. And I don't know if that is a personality difference, if they're, we're playing along the gender line here or, or what that is. So this is where I'm curious to hear what other, what other fans and listeners think. So, okay. So then he puts the, puts the tracking device on him. And then I believe we have yet another, we jump back to 
uh, that's when he is called, he has his, it's a vision. Yes, that's the word <laughs> uh, of, of his mother. So what are your, what are your thoughts on, on his, uh, his, his vision? I think it's great. Or if you have any at all. Well, I think, you know, the vision, the vision's good. Uh, I like that Padme is actually listening to him because like someone's actually listening to him and that's great. My only critique right. of that scene is no one wakes up and looks like that. Her hair in those perfect, perfect ringlets. Like no one wakes <laughs> up like that. That that is my one and only critique. But she is gorgeous and stunning, and Naboo is stunning, and I like the scene. Yeah, that's I. I didn't have too much on that one. Um, I don't have a critique on the scene. I have a critique on like why did they not just go back and free her? Like this, this is just a thing that bugs me. Free Shmi, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Free. Why? Why do they not go back and free Shmi? Like, yeah. they're the Jedi. They have enough money. Like, go back, buy her put her on a planet that is safe and be like, you could never see her again, but you know, she's safe. Like, yeah, that's my, that's my beef with it. I have no problem with the scene. Like, I think it's the scene's fine. Scene's good. Same. So my, I was going to, I'm going to jump to the, uh, the slave one battle then. Mm -hmm. Before we do that, we go to, we actually go to uh, Naboo or Tatooine. Okay. I didn't have, I didn't have too much to say about that, other than I mean I I guess I I enjoyed that he confronted Watto, but I mean I thought it was fine I guess, sort of uninteresting, uh, somewhat. But I didn't have too much to say about that one. Any thoughts, Sarah? I mean, it's the same comment that you have. It just hypes up that stereotype of Watto being Jewish and they play it in a very uncool way. Yep, they definitely hype up the uh, anti-Semitism mm -hmm. in, that, in that scene, making him with the scrummy, scruffy beard and with the hat and yeah. And, his, and it, especially with his like, hey, Annie, you can go get me some money these guys owed me a lot of money stuff like that so no that is not a piece that i i do not like that piece at all do not like the inc inclusion of Watto. okay so getting back then to the slave one uh, the yes field. yep yes uh that's one of my um favorite sequences in the movie just because i enjoy a good uh space battle and it was really it was really cool to see uh, the the slave one's weapons arsenal, uh, but I thought, and then you know, with the seismic charge sound and and all that, I just I really enjoyed that whole that whole battle. But judging by the looks on your faces, you have thoughts. So, <laughs> what are uh, you yeah? I I will jump in. Um because I think I have the exact opposite view of you. Uh, this is my least favorite scene in the entire movie. Okay. I I don't see the point. I don't think it's realistic. And I like the sound effect noise is cool, but nothing else about it excites me. And I think it's kind of a waste of a few minutes. But I'm glad that you like it. So I, I know why it is in the movie and I'm glad that you like it. 
I agree. Like, again, I find it uh, to me again, it's, it's pretty boring. Um, like, cause again, there's no, it's not like it does anything for me. Like it, it, it's to me again, like you look at it and like, does it propel the plot at all? Like does, does Obi-Wan get hurt? Does, is, does something happen? Like, no, he just knows that <laughs> he sees something. And I mean, like, and again, as Sarah said, like she literally took my notes from me. Um, <laughs> like the, the sound engineering on this entire like episode is phenomenal. And like the seismic charge sounds really cool. Like the, the, the death, the deathly silent yeah. and then bah, like, that's awesome. I think it's really dumb though. Like the, why he uses it and, and stuff like that. Like it literally does nothing. Like it does well, not do, it's not, it does not, it like does. he's wasting it on, like, it's like, he's wasting it on this small ship. And I'm like, why you look at it and like, it literally just is a line. Like, it's not like it, it's not like an explosion. It literally just goes in a line and destroys things in a line. Yeah. But the point of it to, I mean, Granted, I think the best place to use something like that would be an asteroid field because it's designed to disrupt and throw all those obstacles in your way. And the only reason he supposed he survives that encounter is because he's Obi Wan and he's got that plot armor. I think, you know, if you if you throw it, if you throw if it's any other person in that in that starfighter, you know that that seismic charge sets off a chain reaction of asteroids that hits that starfighter. I mean, there's no avoiding that. See, and this is where I don't think it's believable because I don't think Obi-Wan is that good of a pilot. Were that Anakin behind there? Sure. If that was Poe Dameron behind there? Sure. If that was Han? Maybe. Yeah. But I don't think Obi-Wan's that good of a pilot to dodge it. So to me, he's dead in that scene. He should be dead. Force or no force. Yeah. But interesting. I, I, I'm sort of surprised that, that you guys feel so strongly about, about that I mean, scene. Not, to me, it's not as strong. It's just like, it to me, it's I don't see a point to it, but Sarah's yeah. the one who hates it. Hate is a strong <laughs> word. Strongly dislikes it, it to the point of it is the least dislikable moment of the movie. That is or the not most the, dislikable moment. Most, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, all right. So then, yeah, I thought uh, I don't really have much to say about him. I don't have anything to say about him landing on uh, Geonosis or anything like that. I do. I thought John Williams <laughs> oh. was amazing. John, like oh. his choral music, like again, yeah. John Williams is amazing throughout the whole thing. But that, but that was me. And also, like John Williams, just he elevates this entire movie. Like if he's not in there, like the, I would say, the, if he's not making the music to this, I would probably say this movie would be unwatchable for me. Oh, definitely. So yeah, I do. You have any thoughts then about about their introduction? What are your thoughts on their introduction to? Uh, Uncle Owen and Lars and the 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 towns the the homestead. Like to me, it's just too forced. Like you know, I'm fine with us meeting Owen and Baru. I think earlier, but to me, it doesn't need to be like the literal stepbrother. It, like you know to me it i don't know some nice person you you befriend or something like that to me it's just a little too fan servicey 
I completely agree. Cause like, there's literally no reason for, um, for Baru to be there. Like, he's just like, Oh yeah, I guess I'm your brother. And this is my girlfriend, Baru. And I'm like, why is she there? Like she's literally, and yeah. then like, she's there for everything. It's like, it's, I was like, you could just say I'm uncle Owen or I'm Owen. You're like, cool. And then we know he marries Baru sometime. Like we don't need that. You're right. That, that, well, that's exactly what I, what I, had down was that it was just seems there was two unnecessary elements. We didn't need all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't need and, to see three PO back out on the the farm. There, I don't need that. Yeah, and again, I I one of the points I I didn't need Anakin to be even from Tatooine. You know, I I didn't need. It just seemed we spend so much time on Tatooine throughout all these movies and it just seemed like you didn't need to have Anakin be from Tatooine. You could have had another, had us introduce a new planet, but whatever to have him. Yeah. To have him be from, you know, the exact same place that Luke grows up at. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Or at least not, not the exact same, but yeah. So I don't have much to say about other that initial that initial meeting, um, but I don't have anything up until the massacre. Yeah, well, I was going to say I I my my stuff comes up comes that scene with his mother, the massacre, and then and then his conversation with Padme after that. But, I would say like John Williams makes that massacre. If John again, I said it before, but like if John Williams is not doing that music there, like it doesn't hit. Like to me, like it Anakin does not hit to me. The music makes it yeah. hit. Well, and so we've I think we've talked about this a little bit. I that scene I don't mind. I I I, I can feel his his anger and his rage. You know, through the loss of of his mother to these, you know, the, these people, this these sand people who he deems uh, uh, savage. Mm-hmm. I I feel his rage. I mm-hmm. I can I can I can understand his his uh, give in to the dark side in that moment, losing yourself. Uh, in that moment. Mm-hmm. So I, I, again, to me, after that, like going back to the when, like the after the massacre, and he's back at the farm, like again, this just to me goes with the assassination of Padme, the character, where she's just okay that he slaughtered all these people. And He's like, to be angry is to be human. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Well, I would that was another right. That was a that was a point I was gonna make too, is that she just it's way too nonchalant about about um, when he confesses to murdering an entire village. Yep. I'm gonna push back and I'm not going to defend the murder and I'm not going to defend her. And well, I guess I am defending her. Sorry. Um but so you just had someone you're alone in a room with someone who is stronger and like more physically attuned than you. 
and they have just told you that they have committed mass murder. What are you going to do? Tell them they're wrong? Like what, like you're, you're going to try to soothe. You're going to say whatever you need to do in that situation to not die. So that I, there but, may be that. My only thought there was that like, I, I really don't think she ever thought she was in any kind of danger. Very much agree. Of, yep. I think you're reaching, reaching awful hard on that one. <laughs> yeah i mean obviously with somebody you didn't know you're going to do everything you can do to 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 not escalate their their thoughts but if it's somebody who's confessed their love to you i don't think you yeah. and maybe maybe padme didn't think he was talking literally yes maybe i know i am i am reaching at straws i don't know why I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, if you really yeah. feel that way, I, I want you to voice that. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure we've had discussions about how this is not a good, good look. You're right. It's, it's not. <laughs> and I'm like, again, it's not Natalie Portman's fault. This is a terrible. This is to me, a very poorly written scene. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we talk about it in our own episode, which Sarah has criticized because we rely too heavily on other things and not, not us talking, but like we talk about it in that episode of like, it's not earned, like, and the character is kind of, again, in that first first episode, we're, we're shown that she's this powerful character, this powerful woman, and then all of a sudden, she's now being put to the side to push forward Anakin's story. Mm -hmm. Yes. The only thing I have next on, on my list where, or for when um, involving Obi-Wan is when he gets captured and then confronted by Count Dooku. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and in that scene, it just always, the fact that he, Count Dooku basically, uh, here's here's what's going on, you know, and and it just uh, it never seems to be taken seriously until it's much too late. No, to me that scene frustrates me so much because in a way Count Dooku is basically confessing, and Obi Wan's like, "You're wrong," and it's like, yeah. "Oh, okay." Like to me, there there's just no point to it and again to me this is a, a poor dialogue because christopher lee is a phenomenal actor and both he and ewan mcgregor come off as wooden in that scene yeah no again like christopher lee is phenomenal and as you're saying like i don't think Chris, hayden christensen's bad because like christopher lee is a proven actor and does not come off fantastic so yeah and i mean yeah like that whole scene i agree like it's it's there as a wink to the audience mm -hmm. to me mm -hmm. yep right so then then bail and jar jar I, betray padme's yeah. ideals completely that's, that's right i was <laughs> mm -hmm. then we get the uh like that that whole thing <laughs> 
Yeah, they they <laughs> validate the creation of the clone army back in the Senate. And I mean, I understand. And and the thing for me is like, if Bail Organa wasn't there, I would totally understand. Like, I I would get it because like I totally understand that it's, it's Palpatine and the I don't know his name, the long horn guy, Masameda. Masameda, that's right. Thank you. Like, I understand they're trying to manipulate them, but like. Bail Organa is supposed to be this amazing, and again, I guess not at this moment yet, but like later on in episode three, he's supposed to be fighting, and you're like, so why did you pick this guy? And like maybe again, it's not part of he didn't have that that planned out yet, but like, like literally he's there, and you're like, okay, so he's okay with the creation of this army, and then immediately in the next movie, he's just like, yep, I'm trying to fight this, I'm trying to get rid of this. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm on the Jedi side. That that that's pieces for me. That shows what happens when you stay silent. When you stay silent, you are complicit in what is happening. You have any other thoughts on 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 that at all? Or? Okay. All right. So then, we get then the video game. The, and then we get the video game. The droid factory. Well, okay, but that was just, I was gonna ask if you had any thoughts on them, like deciding to leave Tatooine. When they've been oh no I don't know just they told not to uh, okay oh, all right sorry yeah nope do you I just thought uh, not really just you know the fact that they even have to debate or believe after the fact that he's told to stay on Tatooine that there was any doubt whether or not they would go to save him but mm-hmm. anyway. Yes, the the video game. It's now uh, you go under. Under. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is just a mean joke. This isn't part of the movie at all. Funny you say that because I never, it never, I never. Uh, once once you told me, once you had said the video, once you had said that, going back and watching again, it, it, the video game similarities, all came just. I couldn't watch the scene again the same way. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because you're right. It, it, it does. It looks exactly like, like Frogger and uh, all those kind of old or timey games. And uh-huh. <laughs> I don't, do you have any other, uh, do you have strong feelings about that at all? Or. I mean, not strong to me again, it's just boring and not needed. So in C3PO's lines are, atrocious oh totally yeah see 3po cgi is terrible too you're right though yeah it's just it that whole it was just a whole lot of nothing happening to just them getting captured at the very end Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it wasn't even that exciting no yeah it was even a very anticlimactic capture so yeah, yeah, to me it's there's some good again, music bits in it, but again, that's not worth it in my opinion. Right. And again, for me, it's when you put a character in danger and you try to build the tension of will they, won't they get drowned in molten metal, it's like that that tension isn't there for me because I know that that person has to survive. Yeah. So again, it just seems pointless to put them in that sort of uh, situation when you know there's only one outcome. Mm-hmm. 
but mm-hmm. yeah. I so, mean, I get. I guess I will say, like, I, I, I think it's. I love the scene of them in the the chariot as they're getting brought out. I've always do. It's Ooh. romantic. Oh my gosh! Oof. I, uh, I cannot agree on about this. Can't agree on that one. Yeah. Like no, I mean to me, it's like you know when you when you're staring death in the face, you don't want to leave anything on the table, and just like yeah. I love you. And that kiss is so tender and so sweet. And then the John Williams music swells and it's beautifully romantic. I'll give you the John Williams music. That is, yes. But yeah. Uh, I've been dying a little bit each day since you came back into my life. Oh, Oh, man. To me, it's just, to me personally, I think it's just lazy writing. Of like, it falls flat for me just because I didn't yeah. believe it. I mean, like, if it if it wasn't that music, I don't think I'd feel anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it, if that music, you're right, saves that scene because it's so like compelling and and dramatic. But yeah, I I, but, I will but, say yeah, like teenage Sarah wanted that song to be like the theme song of her her wedding day. I don't feel that way anymore. But I mean, that was like the level of the across the stars love theme of Anakin and Padme was to me at the time. Uh, hmm. I definitely had a major crush on Natalie Portman when I was who didn't sure. <laughs> I didn't when I when I like I do now or whatever but like when I was first watching it did not okay okay so uh, yeah that that scene I didn't um I thought the arena execution style was kind of cool kind of an interesting thing to to have um i'll say as a kid i really liked it but i i now kind of just find it a little boring but hmm. to me i will say this is the part in the movie where i wish they would have picked one maybe two battles but to me between the the gladiator style arena the clones and the jedi fighting the droids Anakin and Obi-Wan countering Dooku and Yoda countering Dooku. But to me, to me, it's just like pick two, because to me, this is the part in the movie where it starts to drag. And, and like, cause I always think like once we get to the arena scene where they're at the, with the gladiators, like we're almost done. And then I realize, Oh no, we still have 45 minutes left in the movie of fighting. And I don't like each battle individually, I think is cool, but like, there's just too much put together. And I'm like, pick two. You get two. Mm-hmm. Pick your two. And I and I'll say as a kid, I thought the battles were really cool. And like that was my favorite part of the whole movie. Definitely. But like now, like I completely agree with Sarah. I'm like, yeah, it's just it's long. Yep. I didn't have too much else to say uh in the arena other than it just uh, I, I like it. Get to see Mace's yeah. you get to see Mace's purple lightsaber, so that's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Also, just little things start to pop up for me once the battle starts to really get going. Um, the fact that Padme again drops down on her chain, and does, you clearly see her lose all her momentum as she drops, but then has enough momentum to kick the the Nexu off of the off of the pillar. Yep. 
and gets sliced in the back and like shakes it off. You know, you're taking these these five inch nails claws and <laughs> shake it off and aren't bleeding profusely. Yeah, I was gonna say so. there's no massive blood loss. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> That's right. Tis but a scratch. Uh, yeah, that that kind of stuff. Nitpicking a little bit, but you start to notice it the older you get, and the more you watch it. So, yep. yeah. Again, three POs lines are atrocious. And I I was thinking back on it. We never get closure of like how, so like they all leave the arena, right? To carry on the battle outside the arena as they retreat and whatever. But R2 and 3PO are left in the arena, like fixing the head situation. And then the next time we see them, they're on Naboo being the witnesses to the wedding. I'm like, how did you get here? What happened? Yep. So I- <laughs> As something I didn't really realize until watching it here for the podcast. I'm like, there's that big gap. They just leave the droids behind and then they magically appear back on Naboo. Mm-hmm. Maybe R2 uh, jetpacked them there because now he has jets that he never uses again. I, I, Except in R2 commandeered a ship, pushed the PPPO on, and R2D2 flew the ship. Yeah, I believe that. R2 can do it. That's what he does. He does that in Clone Wars. Yeah, R2 can do anything. He bumps him into a starfighter and then just flies the starfighter. <laughs> or a speeder or something, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I the only other thing I have about the, the actual battle outside of the arena is that the fact that like their their tactics don't make a whole lot of sense. They're just, I mean, they're just, they have, these Jedi are leading this giant army of clones into this giant stream of laser fire seems like the, their military tactics could have been uh, uh, better, but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, do you have anything else up until the, the lightsaber battle? Other than that, I mean, talked a little bit about how he doesn't want nope. to, uh, about the, on, on the gunship when yeah, Padme falls out. Yeah. But, yeah. But that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've already addressed that a little bit. We already talked about that. Yeah, so uh, what are your thoughts on the Count Dooku encounter? Um, watching it now, like it's really obvious that that's not Christopher Lee. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like again, as a kid, I liked it. Uh, now I'm not a huge fan of it. I wasn't a huge fan of the Yoda stuff really at the time either. Um, just because like he's jumping all around and you can't really see much, it's just like a CGI ball bouncing around um but like out like with that like the the biggest thing that i i liked about that scene is that like you see yoda's power and like his ability to use the force and everything and then and like you see that he doesn't really need a cane like he could use the force and everything and then at the very end he like summons his cane to him and like uses the cane so it's like he's not using the force as a crutch like he's he's using it when he needs it but like right. it's not mm-hmm. like he's not using it for vanity because like again that's kind of like a, a a dark side thing of like oh i can i'm getting old so i'm going to use the force to be able to walk straight and 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 like walk on my own versus like nope he's he's okay looking old and and stuff like that yeah, he's okay, you know, quote, looking weak. Right. Some folks would say that, you know, using right. a cane like that is weak. And it's, and you know, it's not. Right. 
I think I, what I would add to that conversation is um, watching it when I was younger, I really, really liked the Dooku Yoda fight. But now I think the dialogue is laughable because to me, it's just like, you know, they throw some force stuff back at each, and forth at each other. And then they're like, clearly our knowledge in the force can't handle this. We must do this with a lightsaber. And I'm like, to me, this is kind of like, is mine bigger than yours? Kind of a, a thing, a situation. <laughs> so I, it's, it's laughable, but. You know, I think the Anakin, Obi-Wan, Dooku fight's okay. And I, I think there's portions of the, the Dooku, Yoda fight that are, are still good. But I don't hold it to the high level that I did when I was first watching these movies when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Right. Knowledge of the Force, you know, shoot a little lightning, absorb a little lightning, and, and or deflect a little lightning. Right, yeah. That's <laughs> such exactly a limited knowledge. knowledge. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's such a limited knowledge of the force. You know, they didn't talk. They, not once was midi chlorians brought up in that for the knowledge of the force. Like, not, I, I say that in jest, but like, yeah, throwing force objects and the lightning. Yes, it's knowledge in the force, but the, you know, they didn't talk about the the Jedi doctrine. You know, there's you know serenity and peace and whatever, and like you didn't even talk about any of that. So, I mean, obviously, you can't do that at this point in the movie, and you would bore most audiences i think but yeah it's just it, it's laughable now right yeah i mean i didn't really have any other major thoughts after that i don't know if you guys had any thoughts on the wedding yes or okay i mean like again like no one throws in the flags because like you know so padme and the troopers get to the hangar where obi-wan and anakin are and so you know both are hurt but anakin is you know clearly has been you know, his hand has been cut off and Padme like yeah. runs straight to him to like comfort him and like embrace him. And like, that doesn't send up red flags to anyone in any of this on any side of the situation. And so I was just kind of like, oh, okay, we're, we're going to let it go. I think the wedding's weird. And then they just send him off alone again. Like again. I'm yeah. Like, he's going to, he's we... going to go bring her back. I'm like, <laughs> what, what, what happened to Captain, <laughs> Captain Typho at the beginning of this movie? Yeah. Or like, like why right. not any other just random Jedi? Like. So I, I will say, because I've been commenting on Padme's outfits and clothes and defending her, not a fan of the wedding dress. Like I, I see the beauty and the parallels of like Vader's helmet in the veil, but like, to me, it's too lacy and beady for my personal taste. Um, but I, I, I do like the imagery of the, the Vader helmet in the veil. That's not there. That's only because you have a picture of that. It's that there, is bud. not there <laughs> in the movie. It that is not there in the movie. It's there. Okay. She is the goodness in him. It's there. That's literally what the picture says. I know because it's true. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Anyway, mm -hmm. yeah, this is what happens when you invite me on as a correspondent. If you don't like these hot takes, hours, don't grief. invite yeah. me on. It's a long one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, closing thoughts, I comments? Like this movie, uh, it, was, it okay. was really hard to watch. Alex, mm -hmm. I thought was nearly gonna, he gave me quite the look. When, you know, he says, yeah, after we watch this movie for the podcast and he's like, I don't have to watch this now for a few more years. I'm like, but what about like the annual rewatch of all of the Star Wars movies? And well, he's just like, no, this is, this is, not, like, this yeah, is this not, yeah, this is not part of that. Like, 
Yeah, we, <laughs> you know, we, you know, original trilogy. Yeah, we can watch that every year. Sequel trilogy, sure, we can watch that every year. I'll even go maybe Revenge of the Sith and maybe even Phantom Menace, but this one is just long and boring. <laughs> like I can't do it. I can't do it. No, I do not like Let's, this movie. Yeah. Nope. No, this is absolutely my bottom of the barrel. Like this is, I could sit through Rise of Skywalker again. Um, oh, you say that now? No, I can't. I will. I will. <laughs> I like. I can sit through that again. This one, I can't. I can't. Okay. That's... I mean, I can fictionally, but like, if I if I needed to, because I mean, we're eventually, hopefully, spoiler alert for those listening, hopefully, going to do a, a, a commentary track. But yeah, no, it, it'll have to wait a while. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker frustrates me too much beyond belief. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we have come to an end. Thank you very much for hosting today, Ethan. Uh, if you would like to get in contact with us, tell us how so very wrong we have been about, or how so right <laughs> uh, Sarah has been about That's right. the fan, uh, about Attack of the Clones. You can contact us at yeah, Who Shot One SW Pod on Twitter. And you can get us who shot first swpod at gmail.com. We've got some friends, got some fans out there. We we hear you. We like listening to you, or we we like doing this fun. It's just us talking. But yeah, we wanna we wanna hear from you. Maybe, um, but thank you for listening and leave us a review. Tell us to tell recommend us to your friends, whatever, or don't. I mean, we'd like it if you did, but if you don't want to, like, we're not going to force you. We don't, I don't want you to force. I'm not like, again, positivity and fandom. This might not be the best episode to recommend to somebody. Uh, yes. Don't, it's, don't start with this. Don't Do not start, start with, with this, episode. this episode. Maybe I'll have to put that in the beginning. Yeah. Preface this of like, don't start with this episode. Yeah. If you've never listened to the podcast, right. don't if you've start never with this started episode. the pod. Yeah. This is one that you, you should listen to after you've listened to a couple, if you want to get to know us and our personal feelings on it. So. Yeah. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, from all of us here at uh, Who Shot First, always remember, never, never tell, tell us the odds. Never tell me the odds. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works. <laughs> oh, really? You're cold? Should I kick her off? Can you hear her? No. Okay. Sabe. Oh, you can't hear us anymore because we can't hear you either. Can you can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, now we can hear you. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear him. Oh, I couldn't hear you. Okay, sorry. Continue. That You're moving bad. too much. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't listened to that episode because it hasn't dropped yet, and I wasn't part of the conversation, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Correct. What? Nothing. Keep going. We'll tell you in a minute. Yeah. Star Wars controversy podcast. Who shot first? Uh, <laughs> I made it We're sound, falling I made apart. It, I made oh, it sound yeah. like we had a big big production crew. <laughs>